0: Welcome back to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Karen Sarlow.
1: And I'm Kelly Sarlow. And today we are talking about the story of Parker coming into our lives. Parker is our little labradoodle um, that we got in the spring of 2015. Do you want to start or do you want me to?
0: Well, um, I'm going to start by saying that Kelly wanted a puppy
1: make me sound like a bratty little kid. <laughs>
0: I think people can relate to that, though. Yeah, okay,
1: fair enough. <laughs> oh, that's fair.
0: Um, it took me a little time to come to a place where I was ready to have another dog. And I think for those of you who've had a dog in your life or dogs that you've lost, whether you've had to give them away or you've had to move on without them in a divorce or whatever where you've had to put them down, that moving on and bringing another one into your life is a little process. Mm-hmm. And Kelly got ready for her process to move on a little faster than me.
1: Well, and I think too, it's important to to mention that um, some of the dogs that we've had in our past, and I say our past because it's been under one roof, um, there was inconsistency in training, there was inconsistency in the way Um, we wanted the dog to integrate into our lives or like our human lives. Um, so around the house that Mm -hmm. that's fair. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of set them up to understand where Mm -hmm. your hesitancy was.
0: Yeah. And just feeling and understanding and knowing that your pet feels the anxiety that is happening in your home, Mm -hmm. whether it's because of your job or your relationships with your family or your friends, Um, but the awareness that these animals that love us pick up on all of our anxieties and feelings, whether they're good or bad.
1: Mm -hmm. And And, and often absorb our illnesses as well.
0: Yes. And whether I was going to be okay with another pet coming into our home, picking up again, not just what I feel or you feel because we live together, but all of the clients Mm -hmm. that come into our home. So my my thoughts and decisions weren't just about how I could love another pet, but what that would be asking of a spirit mm-hmm. to come to earth to do for us. How
1: we could care for the dog, not just on a physical plane, but on the spiritual one as well.
0: Yeah, what I would be asking of that pet, Yeah, of that spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. So I did, I I got ready a lot faster than you did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think because, um, I had started my coaching practice a couple of years ago and I had had a lot of fun and still have a lot of fun with my clients in the room. And, uh, I kind of in the last little bit had been missing, um, that greeting at the door of a little dog, really excited to see you. And I had started thinking, well, you know, it's a lot of responsibility. However, he could be or she could be someone who sat at the feet of my clients to kind of help with their anxiety um, and to give them the therapeutic benefits that um, therapeutic dogs do offer uh, to, to old age people, um, to people who are recovering from whatever kind of illness or disease. Uh, so that was kind of where my head went in terms of employing the dog, I'll say,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and then also having the selfish benefits of, of a pet back in the home. So, do you want to tell that part or me? What part? The application. No, you go ahead. Okay. Um, so, I had had, or we had had conversations, I think, stemmed from my my interest uh, in owning another dog, and we had chatted about the reasons that you were hesitant, um, the past issues that we kind of hadn't dealt with as a family, I'll say, and... I was really, really diligent, as I usually am when making big decisions, uh, in researching. So researching the breed, researching all about its character, all about its shedding, um, and, and proper care uh, for that, that type of dog that we'd be interested in. And I had done tons and tons of research on the internet and found a beautiful uh, breeder in Caledonia, Ontario, that I was really excited about. And I think about eleven thirty one night, I put an application through the internet,
0: okay, so I'm going to interrupt <laughs> okay, as <coughs> Kelly Excuse and me. I have been talking about a dog, no decision had been made, none <laughs> We still were in the process of doing our talking back and forth about timing. It was getting more and more to the point of yes, we were getting uh, we're bringing in a beautiful spirit into our life. But we hadn't made a full yes or a full timing. I mean, you hadn't. <laughs> okay. I hadn't. And
1: Or collectively we hadn't.
0: So as Kelly's sitting downstairs in the dark at eleven thirty at night, going and filling out this application form, I had gone to bed. Closed my door, got into bed and laid face down, which I don't normally do. <laughs> so I laid face down There's in the, the bed. Visual. Yes. Put my head right down where my pillow should be into my folded arms, and I closed my eyes, and I saw this big dog walking towards me. Golden, kind of colored light. Uh, And I'm not great with breeds, so I don't know what it was, but it was a big dog. Big to me. And he just was smiling. There was so much calmness and peacefulness in his energy that I just felt overwhelmed with love.
1: They can't see me, but I'm smiling really big right now.
0: Oh, with certainty, with... I Well, I guess the word certainty, if you really understand what certainty means, fills you up. Mm -hmm. It overflows. It doesn't leave in any room for doubt in its corners. I felt that. And and you correct me if I'm wrong through the story, because we know your memories better than mine. Um, I just remembered my head snapping up, and I thought, (laughs) holy shit, she got a dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And this is just the application process at this time, which you didn't even know about.
0: No, that's right. I didn't even know there was an application process, but I knew Kelly had got the dog.
1: So she comes down to the desk in her little nightie, and she goes, holy shit, are you getting a dog? And I, I, my eyes are bugging out of my head and I'm thinking, I just, I just hit submit. Um, and so I said, well, yeah, I put in an application, but it has to get approved. So at this point it wasn't a for sure thing, uh, with this particular breeder, um, which is why I picked them because you have to put in an application. They want to make sure their dogs go to a good home. Um, so I guess. A little more conversation happened after that. So two psychics getting a dog. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And in in that process too. So um, obviously the the application was approved in in no time. And so we started talking about um, how we were going to go about picking the dog. Because in this particular instance, the breeders allow you to pick the dog out of the litter, um, whichever one you want. And because I had applied for the dog, I think in May... And I had requested a litter for March, like for to be able to bring the, home, uh, the dog home in March. Um, I was the first one to request the litter, so I got first pick. And I had said to you, I think a couple months later, when everything was sort of in the works, um, how are we going to go about doing this? And now,
0: if I can interrupt just a little bit, Kelly asked the breeders, um, to be able to monitor the puppies when they were born to help us so that right. we we had to go through a process mm-hmm. where Kelly and had to dis- had to describe our family of her and I living in this home what we do um our level of activity if we were sedentary or busy people um, our, our jobs our characters mm-hmm. so that the breeders could um I'll say match in the best way possible within knowing a dog within the 8 weeks what would do best with us. And we asked her to, to do this because we wanted a therapeutic dog. We do the energy healing and a lot of, I'll say, psychic and work mm-hmm. here. We needed a dog who'd be able to live their life at that level.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that's just part of the application process.
0: For these breeders. Yeah. now I don't imagine that's for every breeder. No, no. no I, I but, and one of the reasons why we loved this, this uh, breeding group, uh, couple Mm-hmm. and they're, they're little boys. <laughs>
1: Just, yeah. Their authenticity. That'll come later in the, in the story though. Yeah. Um, okay. So we had put in the application, been approved and we're thinking, how are we going to pick, um, if we have first pick? So we had decided together that we wanted a boy. Yes. Um, so what, however many boys came out of that litter, we were able to choose from. Mm-hmm. So in January, Following them on Facebook. I see that my litter is being born on January 20th and I'm starting to freak out because she's posting pictures and I'm getting all excited. Um, and so, she, uh, Rachel is, is her name. She was posting the, uh, the pictures of the little guys as they came out. And I had said to you at one point, if I pull up their pictures one at a time, can you be my psychic today? And tell me their personalities. Mm -hmm. And so we had so much fun. And well, I think you did. Oh, yeah. um, Doing this together. So I sat at my desk. You sat at the other end of the room. So I could not see see. the pictures. And I would pull one up at a time um, because the reader had or Rachel had labeled them male one, male two, three and four. So I pulled them up in different order and asked, "Okay, can you go ahead with this personality and focused on on the picture in front of me? And do you want to tell the individual stories about all four of them? Sure. Okay. So I think I pulled up number two first because originally he was kind of the cutest out of, out of the womb. And you had said he's a troublemaker. And it was like within two seconds, it's like, okay, he's out. <laughs> so I don't know who picked up male number two, but that was, that was what came up. And I just thought, you know, that's not going to fit with uh, obedience classes and putting him into therapy training. Yeah. So number two was out immediately.
0: Well, that would be hard on his character to be asked yeah. to do things that he wasn't prepared to do here.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I think, well, whoever knows us is is going to understand that it wasn't just about um, the dog being a good fit for us, mm-hmm. but us being a good fit for the dog oh, absolutely. to respect to respect their energy and, uh, and their life. So two's out. And I had sent these pictures to a girlfriend of mine in Toronto and she made the comment that number one looked like my brother if my brother was a dog. <laughs> and so I pulled number one up and you're like, oh, he's got Andrew's energy. And I started laughing so hard because I don't think we had shared that at that point. No. And there was, it's was funny because there was something about number one's eyes um, that looked very similar to kind of the almond shape that, that our family has. Mm-hmm. Um, and so bless him he's one of my favorite people on this earth but I just said I love my brother but I can't have two of them (laughs) (laughs) we do better not living together um so number one was kind of out we we had ruled that out as well and three and four were left and four had been just adorable and I had thought but he had the straighter coat and we kind of have the allergy issue so Rachel had kind of um encouraged us to go more toward the curly coat. Um, but I, I wasn't too concerned with that at that point. I just wanted a beautiful dog. So you had said some really wonderful things about number four, being Mm -hmm. very intuitive. Um, from what I recall, you had said that this dog had been a dog before and knew, knew what it was doing. Um, that he had been a dog to a young girl. Um, so had a lot of patience. Um, trying to recall some of the things that I wrote down um, very intuitive, but also didn't need commands out loud. Um, mm. that but he liked to do his own thing, that every once in a while he'd kinda flip you the bird and want to go <laughs> his own way. And I thought, okay, well I can work with that, you know, we can train that. Um and then I had when you had said all of this stuff about being intuitive, I thought four was it for sure. And I thought, you know, there's no no point even doing number three because four sounds like the dog. Act just because he had, he had such a heavy emphasis on his intuitiveness and being comfortable being a dog. So that was that. We did three out of the four, and I was certain it was number four. And the day before we left to go pick out the dogs, we had to go visit them first before we took them home. Um, a good friend of ours came over, Denise Sherritt, and we were telling her the story. She loved it. And she goes, well, what the heck about number three? She goes, why didn't you even bother reading number three's energy? And I said, okay, well, if you're up for it, do you mind? And so we were sitting in the living room, the three of us together. And you, obviously just the most perfect information, because number three is now Parker. Um, He said he was a psychiatrist. Yeah, he said he was a shrink in a past life. And we laughed and laughed. He
0: liked to observe. He liked to think deeply before he spoke or took action, Mm -hmm. that his character would be very calming, but that he didn't want to come back to earth as a human being again, Mm -hmm. that he didn't want to have to talk and express and figure things out in the same way as humans, but that he would like to come to earth to love people.
1: And now hold up, because when you had said right off the bat that he was a shrink in a past life, I had said to you... Can you please ask him if he wants to come back and do this work or if he's burnt out? Mm. Because we knew essentially Mm -hmm. we'd be asking him to come back as a shrink as a dog Mm. (laughs) and to sit in with clients, to listen to their heartache, to go through that whole process of loving them, but having tremendous patience for them. And so you had said he was okay to do it in another form um, that like you just, like you just mentioned, he didn't want to do it verbally this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, but that there was still, um, this desire to, to love, to love humans, mm-hmm. but not be one. <laughs> and I, th- I think
0: that's such an interesting and beautiful thing all in of itself, how a soul can fatigue in this life, but just be left with the desire to feel love and mm-hmm. to love, to share that. I it just, to me, that was just absolutely yeah. remarkable there by all by itself to just to love who Parker is. Mm
1: -hmm. So I got all excited thinking, Oh no, what am I going to do? Um, three and four sound great. Mm -hmm. And you, uh, I can't remember quite like too, too many of the details. Maybe I'm getting to be more like you, (laughs) my memory's going. (laughs) Um, but we had said together, um, when we went down that next day that we were going to spend time paying attention to both three and four. Um, because both had the potential to be great partners for us. Mm -hmm. Um, But three, I think, had really mentioned that he was a great partner. Mm -hmm. Four was kind of the, I want to do it my way. (laughs) Um, So we wanted to pay particular attention. And we also agreed the two of us as business partners, not just to go as mom and daughter to pick out a dog, but to go as business partners Looking or interviewing um, mm-hmm. a third party, mm-hmm. and so when we walked into rachel 's home, we were working. We had said, no matter how sure we are in the first five or ten minutes we're staying for the full hour yeah we 're going to take our time and assess, and so we sat down on that kitchen floor, oh my God, best day, covered with four four little puppies running Eight. all over us. well, they kept oh, the girls that 's true Um the girls, yeah. um, so we had four little boys running around with us, and sure enough um. Number two was a troublemaker. She let him out first out of that freaking pen, and he came after me, biting my toes, and I thought, okay, you're done. (laughs) You are definitely out of the question. (laughs) Um, And right after that, he kind of wandered off and did his own thing. Yeah. He must have known. And I'll call him Andrew, male number one, wandered over, sat down in front of us, and looked at us. Yeah. Like, hey, mom. Hey, (laughs) Cal. and I just remembered giggling so hard cuz you said well which one's that i had them memorized at that point from uh from the pictures and i said oh well of course that's andrew <laughs> <laughs> and so he kind of wandered off and did his own thing uh and so we we spent our time really watching number 3 and 4 and <clears throat> 4 was great he they both actually kind of paid the most attention to us too crawling mm-hmm. all over us um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i think we had some some really cute advice from a lot of friends who said It doesn't matter which one you have your eye on. The first one that gives you that puppy kiss is yours, which is really funny because Parker, number three, ended up being that dog. Mm -hmm. Um, I won't say coincidentally because that's the whole reason we're doing this podcast is Mm -hmm. not the coincidence. Um, But we had picked up number four too and and played with him, paid attention to him. Um, But you had said in your head at one point, if you're Parker, come to come to me. And you mm-hmm. didn't want to command him verbally.
0: I wanted to see if he was connecting to me. I'll say telepathically, and if we actually had that kind of a connection, I'll say um, energetically
1: with a six-week-old puppy. Yes,
0: <laughs> because then that would—I don't know. I guess maybe on some level you want to know what true love is. Yeah, if it is really that kind of a connection, isn't that? And that's why we wanted to talk about this on a podcast.
1: And so. He looked at you, turned around and walked away. <laughs> and you thought, oh, okay. And keep in mind, this happened, what, within the first seven minutes? Yeah. And then Parker kind of hung around and number four wandered in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but Parker did exactly how, or did exactly what he described his personality to be. Oh, very much. Where when those four puppies were let out of the gate, um, his instinct was to sit. Mm-hmm. He sat down, he watched his brother's. And kind of, I'll say, assessed what was going on, where he kind of belonged in it, held back. But then when he figured things out, then he got into the mix. Then he got social. So, mm-hmm. so there weren't too many antisocial skills. It was just he was that little shrink in a puppy's body mm-hmm. going, OK, where do I belong here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do I want to be involved in this? Mm-hmm. Um, just so much joy. And he was pretty lethargic, too, eh? Or I won't say lethargic, mellow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There was no urgency, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um
0: Yet he was playful when he chose to be.
1: Yeah. Oh, I just I love remembering the day. Um, so I think you and I had both been sold at that point. Um and I was holding on to him, literally, like in my in my arms holding on to him. And of course, number one, little Andrew comes over and falls asleep on my lap. <laughs> which me, is funny. <laughs> which is funny because Andrew loves his sleep. Yeah. Um and true. and all growing up he would be in bed till what 1 or 2 p.m. and he'd say just come wake me up at this time. So his whole our whole relationship for the first whatever 20 years was based around Andrew's sleep schedule, <laughs> which I thought was uh was really funny. So uh I think obviously we we were on the same page about Parker um number 3 being it. And the standout He was, he was the only ginger in a cream litter, Mm. which I thought was really cool.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: And and his eyes, I wanted to talk about his eyes. Well,
0: and interesting too, about being ginger colored in the cream group, because our full intention at the beginning was to pick a cream colored dog, not
1: the ginger. I requested a cream litter. Yes. Which is weird because you can actually do that. It was an odd process, but yeah, he was the only puppy in, Mm -hmm. in all eight of those, those little guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ended up being ginger in his
0: eyes mm-hmm. if you go to our website by com, which will be launched by the time these podcasts are out of course you should be on it to get to here um again it's called by com. you will see pictures of parker's eyes
1: mm-hmm. he and it's interesting he's got like they were green when he was born, mm-hmm. but he's got kind of brown around them now. Mm-hmm. But if you look directly in them, they're green and yellow mm-hmm. and it literally looks like two other universes in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And every single person that walks up our step will say, oh my God, his eyes. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just love. <laughs> Did I leave out any part that you loved about that story? Um, I don't think so. I, I think we covered everything. Okay. I do yeah i'm I was just we' we were both excited to share that story because so many people connect to dogs or animals um, and are excited when they walk through the door to know that there's a third member on our team now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look for him, they ask about him, and he right now, as we're taping this is is in uh, obedience school to be a part of your healing process when you come into our home mm-hmm. So we're excited to share him because uh, we know how much love is in there.
0: And that's our Parker story.
1: Have a great day.
0: Bye for now.